eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Spits and Suds on this Wednesday. I'm Gavin Spittle of 105.3 The Fan, joined by my partner, Shap Shots EP Rinksides, D Magazines, and much more, Sean Shapiro. Happy Wednesday, sir. Happy Wednesday, Gavin. Well, it had to end at some point. It's been an amazing road trip, uh, but unfortunately the stars fall to kind of their arch nemesis or one of their arch nemesis in an otherwise terrific year, the Vancouver Canucks. Well, and the uh, arch nemesis that because uh, of a bit of the uh, the owner, uh, I guess beef is one word, whatever word you want to use. Yeah. But, uh, Tom, Go- Tom, Go- Tom Gallardi and uh, Aquilini in Vancouver obviously have their uh, – Tom Gillardi once tried to buy the Canucks, wasn't able to do it. Uh, the two uh, sides, uh, Tom Gillardi's based in Vancouver. So uh, a little bit of the the rival that uh, if you don't know the dichotomy of who owns the teams, the rival you wouldn't re- realize is a rival. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you're absolutely right. And, and listen, two huge wins against Seattle. That was awesome. But then you go right to Vancouver and you've already come from Buffalo. You know, you're traveling on this trip close to 6,000 miles. You're definitely over 5,000 miles. So, you know, you can, I, I thought personally, especially on the defensive side of things, you could see it. Vancouver had been waiting a couple of days. They're on a tear. Um, you know, they're they're carrying that talkit momentum right now, and they look really good offensively. So there were just so many open looks last night, I thought. Yeah, and someone brought this up to me. I had someone on Twitter, uh, Paul, user Twitter user Paul on the blue line, who um, asked me, was a little bit concerned. He said, I saw some of the puck man. He was worried about the puck management and some of the goals the last two games where came off turnovers and everything like that. And I have no issue with looking at why the puck went in. But last night, I think, you have to look at last night as a scheduled loss. And I know you're not supposed to accept, expect, ex, um, accept defeat, but at the end of the day, it was 
less than a week after they had less than it was about what four days after they had scored 10 goals against the Sabres had to fly across the country had a playoff type atmosphere with with Seattle and then you get the back-to-back like to me last night was purely there was a if you won the game it's a huge great win because of the circumstance if you lost last night it's a scheduled loss and I think every team has those in the season on the calendar it happens um even the Boston Bruins now have lost a couple games, <laughs> believe it or not. So I, I look at last night's game where that was one where if there was a flush and read nothing into it game, it's it's really that one. It's just yeah. I, I think there's no there's no good even even if you want to try to find answers and like you add in the fact that you had both Sagan and March Sagan was hurt and, and is out and Marchment was out like that to me was a complete flush game even before it started even if they'd won that game you would have been like i don't really know what you can take out of this because this is just a survival mode game where yeah come in a, in a rough schedule yeah i had one um spits and Suds listener reach out and said if ottinger was playing they would have won this game and i, I just don't believe that's the case i mean I, I, yeah you know I, I, mean? I, don't, I, I don't i don't i don't think that's fair either because right jake ottinger would have would that meant ottinger would not have played the night before against seattle yeah like it's 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 the it's I you can't run Ottinger into the ground too. Right. So it's it's that's not that's that's not a feasible that that's not a feasibility either. Like I I just I think sometimes the schedule gives you a bad yeah. hand, and this was a bad this was a bad hand. Yeah, and I don't think Matt Murray got the excuse me I don't think Matt Murray got the best help in front of him last night. Um, there were a no, lot of no. point blank looks, and I thought he actually you know I mean I listen. I know the number of goals on the board, but I actually thought he played pretty well. I thought he made some really nice saves. Yeah, I mean it's it, it's it's one of those games where, like, it's you can't always look at the raw shot totals, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, but it's at the end of the day, like, I was taking a look at the like you take a look at some of where the scoring chances came from and like. They Vancouver, I think I looked at Money Puck, which is one analytics site. They had the expected goals in all situations at like 2.5 to 1.8. So like it, it's it was a game where I think Matt Murray could have been a little bit better, but he was left out to dry early. Yeah. That's a real bet. Like it's it's just I don't I'm not holding that one against I'm not holding that one against a backup goalie who's making his second career start. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought Thatcher Demko played well for them. Uh, he's been playing really well as of late. I think he's a a, a good netminder, and uh, I think you just caught a team that's hot and you're tired. So hopefully the legs come back with the day off today before uh, you know hitting uh, Edmonton. And uh, in the first period last night, uh, Noah Juleson, um hit uh, Glenn Denning, who had just come back uh, from injury, and. 
Radic Foxa then went after Juleson, and this was after the Stars had been shorthanded two straight times, and Foxa got an instigator penalty. After the game, DeBoer said he rewarded Foxa and moved him up based on protecting Glenn Denning. And I say all that to say, I wanted to get your thoughts on the hit because I have, and I'm still receiving Twitter from reaction, cannot confirm, but several of these people say they have refereed hockey. And they say that was a hit to the head. I've watched it several times, Sean. I'm monitoring NHL player safety. I think people are mistaking what happens as far as does the head make contact with the shoulder eventually? I think it does, but the first initial contact, in my opinion, is shoulder to shoulder. I thought it was a terrific hit um, that moved Glenn Denning off the puck, and I wanted to get your thoughts. Yeah, I, I, I wanted. I, I've seen the hit. Obviously, uh, I'm, uh, I'm looking at. Right now, I'm I'm actually trying to pull the video up right now just so I can hit my my talking my my notes completely on this. Like I look at the hit and it's it comes across. Glendening's got the puck. It's Juleson is basically gliding into him. I think. Glendening is there's a screen grab I'm looking at right now where Glendening is a bit crouched. Jolson's yeah. standing up to make the hit. Uh, Important. I, his skates never leave the ice. His skates never leave the ice. He he doesn't even he continues to play. Jolson yeah. Jolson continues to go to play the puck afterwards. Like to me, it was a clean hit. Yeah, like I, I, so. I like I and, and I and I and I and I could have just said simply said it's a clean hit, but I want to go through so people can understand. Glenn Denning is a bit is a bit slouched down. He's and Juleson glides into it to take it. The point of a hit is not to hurt someone. The point of the hit is to separate a player from the puck. And I felt that it was a, a it was it was a clean hit in my book. Yeah, and um, I don't. I mean, I know the stars are looking for something, anything on the second night of a back-to-back to get some energy. And I can, and, and Pete DeBoer says he, he elevated him and gave him some, gave him a, and, and promoted him up in the lineup for that reason and everything like that, which is a nice sentiment and storytelling thing. But at at, at the end of the day, like, I, I didn't, it was, to me, it was a play where Juleson doesn't have to fight after that. Um, yeah, that, that's not a and kind of didn't. <laughs> and he didn't. I mean, they didn't get fighting. They they didn't give out fighting majors. They they right. They only let me double check that. Boxa right? like got they, the they, extra two. They just gave out roughing majors yeah. and everything like that. So I I thought it was. If that's a hit, let's put it this way: If uh, Jamie Ben delivers that hit, yes. Stars fans are all over the other media. All are, are all over about how it's a clean hit, and, and, and that's so I what think, I said. Yeah, that that was my that was my explanation. I, I mean, I understand the emotion, and you know, good to stick up for your teammate, especially a teammate coming back from an injury. Your line mate at the same time, you did spend a lot of time in the penalty box, and you did put your team for an extra two minutes. Now, granted, the stars 
did seem to play a little bit better after that. You know, things kind of, you know, calmed down. I don't know if that had to do with it, but I think sometimes in the NHL, we're getting to the point where it's similar to a pitcher throwing inside where you you need to knock the batter off the plate at times. And that's part of the game. Now, batters are now taking it as you're throwing at me. And that's not the case. Like, that's a, that was a good, solid hockey hit. And I'm not going to, you know, a lot of people came at me and I, I just said, you know, the re- I'm not going to be a cheerleader, you know, to quote Tom Gallardi. I'm going to call it like I said. And I sat there with my TV and I just kept going over and over and over. And the fact that NHL player safety, and I pointed that out, and the response from people was NHL player safety is inconsistent. Well, that's the league. So I can't do If the league doesn't deem it, if I don't deem it a, you know, a bad hit, and then the league doesn't deem it a bad hit, then, and you're disagreeing with both of us, I don't know where to go from there. Uh, and I agree yeah. with you. The Jamie Ben point's terrific. No, and it's, to me, the whole thing is you have to look at, you have to look at hits and vacuums. And I think that's the issue we run into sometimes where, it's it doesn't matter that Glenn Denning is it's his first game back from injury. He's cleared to play an NHL game. Mm-hmm. He's he's free to be hit. It's not like it's not it's it's not like there's it's not like a memo's passed around of hey this guy's back from injury you can't hit him. Like I it's, it's so to me it it seemed it, it just seemed unnecessary to me from the like. That's that's a, I'm I'm having less of an issue because of I'm 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 not having as much of an issue as I would have had if, if it was something where it was like hey you do that in a playoff game and you do something like that it was the second game of a back to back so I can see the art if you were making the argument hey let's do it we're trying to do anything to get some energy and life in the second game of back to back I can buy that argument mm-hmm. but I don't just but I can't justify it saying like hey this was a, a dirty hit it yeah was so it's that's that's where I fall on that um, I think. With, with Fox, uh, I mean, in saying that's why you move Fox up in the lineup is if that's the justification you want to give, that's that's fine. But I don't want people moving up and down the lineup because of <laughs> yeah. because of those decisions. That's, yeah. that's another thing too. Yeah, so. yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I, I did want to talk two things uh, on the defensive side of things. One. We had talked on this podcast, we would like to see Miro get a little bit more offensively involved. And it seems as though we're seeing a trend lately where, and, and he's having a he's having a really good year. I just like seeing what I, you know, saw last night as far as ultra aggressive, as far as rushing into the offensive zone and making things happen. And I think we're seeing more and more of that. One of the things that, and you feel free to correct me, Sean, is I'm seeing is it seems as though stars defensemen are getting caught more and more in the offensive zone, maybe pinching too much. And I wanted to get your thoughts on that because there seems Uh, to be a lot of odd man breaks coming back against us. Well, from last night's game. And once again, it's coming off some things too on there, but I think there is part of having an aggressive defense falls on having coverage and communication that works well and everything like that. And um, last night you're missing once again uh, for, well, you can pick apart Tyler Sagan's offensive game. Sagan has been a very good, responsible 
forward that has helped cover for some of those pinching. So you're missing you're missing him the last three games. Mason Marchment, even when he wasn't putting the puck in the net, does has has been a pretty good has been pretty good in that realm too. Um, so it's um, I think it's just the you live and die with it from a star's perspective. Though I think that's part of it. Where people of year for years have wanted this team to push the puck in and jump into the play more and everything like that. And you're getting it. And sometimes it's going to lead to stuff going the other way. Tampa won multiple Stanley cups doing this. It's, it's one of the things that people forget how um, one of the reasons Andre Vasilevsky probably should have won a heart trophy and never will because how good the team in front of him was. But one of the reasons Tampa is able to play as aggressively as they are is because how good Andre Vasilevsky is in those, those key moments. And I, I look at the rushes against, and I don't get, uh, to me, this is one of those games where at the end of the day, should Nils Lundqvist probably should have played, especially being a second game of a back-to-back, a defenseman with fresh legs. Um, he's been scratched about four games in a row now. Like To me, this is one of those where just from a pure asset management, no matter whether you think Nils Lundqvist is ready to be in the top six in the playoffs or not, just from a pure asset management, he should have played last night. So that that's that I would hold that against decision making by the coaches last night. Um, to try and answer your question. And yeah. I know I rambled a bit, but no, no. you get what I'm saying. No, his last <laughs> his last game was against Calgary, March sixth. And I, I like that term you used, asset management, because we have to remind ourselves the stars gave up a first round draft pick. What was the most valuable asset in the latest round of NHL trade deadlines? was number one draft pick. So um, I agree with you. I I think your point on Joel Hanley, a really nice player, a great player that yeah. you can insert into the lineup, but is Joel Hanley going to be part of your future? I think that's one of the things that you have to ask yourself, and I don't see the development happening if he's getting healthy scratches. So I agree with you, and I'm hoping that he's back in the lineup on Thursday. Um, well, and he and he will he will I mean knowing how hockey works right like we overreact to lineup changes after a win and loss yeah. right it's so the stars lost so it'll be okay to change the lineup when unfortunately too often it takes a win or a loss a loss to change the lineup when sometimes it should be we won you know what now we're playing the second game of a back to back and let's do this so yeah yeah interesting 